Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup car, uh, the 60 last week Xfinity car, <laughs> and the 25 truck. Brett Griffin, spotter, Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Myatt Snyder, thanks for one main financial to bring in this podcast to you guys today. We uh, we had a chance to win and our lovely co-host is back. Week three, three in a row. Hey guys, you have Casey, uh, work in marketing, hey. not as exciting as these guys. You're pretty exciting. Thanks. I've seen you be exciting. Yeah, you got fired up a minute ago. I know, <laughs> I know what can get you <laughs> wound yeah, up here. Well, it's just so, keep my mind. It's fine. Wh- what you do in Vegas? Uh, went out too early. Where'd you um, stay? The South Point. South. Point. Never stayed there before in my life. Will it's, you ever stay there again? Honestly, it's not a bad hotel. I mean, yeah. it's not some you know sixtieth floor. Um. Nice. I was on the 66th floor. See, it wasn't quite that. I was nervous. You'd have to put two of these on top of each other. Um, but, you know, it's not a bad hotel. But the um, the amount of secondhand smoke that I inhaled it was pretty bad. So Everywhere? Hey, walk. You know how it is when you walk through the lobby and <clears throat> you walk through the lobby there. And it's actually a pretty cool... Um, I was actually looking forward to staying there to see some of the events they have going there. They have a lot of events going. They have, they have bull riding. A lot of rodeos. Yeah, they had I a bull riding there deal there. Um, there's a bullet like a big bowling alley thing in there. Yeah. Um, so it's got a lot of things to do, and there's a lot of. And honestly, I probably ate there for half the price of anywhere you probably. ate. It was still good too, right? And it was fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have a <clears throat> what was it? A steak and shake in there. They have um. There's just all sorts of stuff in there. Um. But I, I really uh, kind of enjoyed the – it was like a, a sort of a normal hotel still, not the whole parking to parking deck, try to walk, you know, find an elevator, get out of there, get to the casino, go upstairs, whatever. It, it was all right. Yeah. Not bad. A lot of neat, a lot of teams stay there, right? There's a lot of teams there, yeah. I've yeah. never been out there. What about you? Where yeah. did you stay? I stayed at Cosmo. Nice. High yeah. roller. It's a fun place. You know, it's hard to beat Cosmo. They got that. STK Steakhouse in there, which is probably my favorite restaurant in Vegas because they play jamming music the whole time you're eating. You know, it's a cool scene. 
Um, I've been dying to ask any stories. You you've had a lot of time off while you're there. I mean, you left for LA on like I Tuesday. Oh yeah, it's going to tractors. So yeah. man, these farmers are crazy. Exactly. I mean, they're wild. Did you see uh, Dustin Lynch? I did see him. Justin, Justin Lynch. Lynch. He's not very big. He's a little bitty dude. So we went to Supercross, me and Natalie, and uh, he was there too. And yep. I almost texted you. I was like, hey, your, your guy Justin's here. So you didn't go to Vegas? No. We, we had a lot of fun. Supercross yeah, is awesome. So, so. It's still my favorite sport, without yeah. a doubt. Do you Supercross. have any stories? <laughs> Natalie, um, no, yeah, not really. No, we, no, 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 no. We no. did like a day trip. Where Whatever initially came to your mind, right there, is what we need to know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, I yeah, think I, I need more coffee are. to remember. It honestly, like, it was pretty low key. We did like, we rented a huge van thanks to Natalie, and uh, twelve of us, twelve of us drove to Atlanta, went to Supercross, drove back dead the next day. You didn't spend the night? No. It was my, this is the first weekend I was home and I wanted to sleep in my own bed. Who does that? Me. You're in Atlanta. I paid for a nice bed. I want to live there. Have fun in Atlanta. I was just there the weekend before. Nothing changed. I mean, if you know something's getting over that late, you might just want to stay and get up and drive back in the morning. It wasn't that late. I don't know. It was fine. Did you sleep in your bed last night? Yeah. Well, I mean, you were going to. I the like next to make night. the most of it. You realize <laughs> you realize you're going to sleep in that bed for like the next twelve years or something before you get in, right? Is it twelve years? I don't know. <laughs> I'll pick years, fun five, of my own any day. Well, either way, it was a lot of fun. Supercross is still so cool. If it you is. guys get a chance, if you haven't to go, seen it live, it's yeah. one of the better live events. I agree. They're oh, even the TV coverage is pretty yeah. good. It's fun. Yeah. It's way better live though. They're they're. Yeah. They're kind of pre-race show with all the pyro and the intros where the guys come out and ride their bikes. Yeah, like and Clint, and Clint cool. nosing it into the <laughs> first corner there. That's pretty interesting, too. I, I was there live for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that was awesome. That yeah. would be a lot of fun. How was, uh, how was your um, – you had an exciting truck race, didn't you? Man, we had a fast truck. I know. We finished fifth in the first stage, second in the second stage, lost about 27 spots on pit road. Eventually got in a little bit of a wreck when Enfinger made it four wide going into one at the last second. Saw that. We missed the, the, the issue, you know, but the problem is the 24 truck hung a right and came up and hit us in the door. And, man, it's just – it's heartbreaking, you know. And then you, you have a pit stop under green and you let a tire roll out and, and you lose, you know, a whole extra lap there. So we had a top three truck. You know, I'm not saying we were going to beat Kyle Busch, but we certainly – we're going to contend to run top three or top four. Been impressed with how much speed they've got. I thought the 52 did a good job holding off Kyle. Yeah. And then um, he held off Kyle in that stage, which I was pretty impressed with. He was actually pretty fast, too. That's the, yeah, that's the stage we finished second to. We got yeah. Kyle right at the end there. Yeah. And then um, I know I know people were a little mad at the way your guy raced. <laughs> it was like a mini It was like a mini plate race. It was definitely like a plate race. You know? You could get a run, but. Your guy was fighting to stay on the lead. one down, right? Because if you go two down, no, we were already two down. We were fighting not to go three down. So oh, when yeah. you when you're sitting there, I thought two you down, were one down going two down. No, when you're sitting there and you're two down, and then everybody still has to pit, you know you're going to get at least one lap back, which will put you one down and give you a chance to race for the lucky dog. If you go three down, it's over. The whole race is over. So you know, Myatt's up there racing, trying not to go three down, and we caught a slower truck who I think was a Frenchman that didn't speak a lot of English, and apparently. Apparently, you know, when we made him th- made it three wide with him, I guess he came down and hit hit Brett Moffat. But yeah, well, apparently a, it cost the whole lap truck thing. Kind of cost Brett the lead, I think, didn't it? Yep. 
Yeah, I didn't see it happen. It was kind of like they split, where he had nowhere to go. But I mean, it's a tough deal. I would, I would love <clears throat> to see your reaction to that if Elliot had caught two guys. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, it, it, I, I can say that I don't. I don't spot a lot of truck races, and, and I'm doing it full time this year to help my head out. But you know, there are complete idiots out there. Norm Benning should not be out there. So there was three you'll, three you'll, lap trucks. You'll catch them, and yeah. so here's the deal. The first two that you catch are running low. Then the last one, which was Norm's dumbass, was running high. So you come through there, and you're running 40 miles an hour faster than they are. It's like NASCAR said, okay, it's a truck series. There is no minimum speed. Then with three to go, they say, hey, let's park the six. He's not making minimum speed. I'm like, dude, it's too late. We've been out here doing this all night. But it is the most annoying thing as a racer to be out there. And, and the thing is, people say, well, they got every right to be out there. They do. But they need to be very aware of what's going on so they don't – because to me – the driver looks like an idiot, and the spotter looks like an idiot. And I, I would not spot for a driver that doesn't listen and is in the way because I'm not going to look like an idiot. It's not going to happen. The problem with those three trucks is they stayed about six, seven car lengths apart the whole time, too. So they never, they never, they were like tied to each other. They couldn't get it. So when you caught them, it was like you had to zigzag through them, and they never came further than that. Like we passed them, I think, three, four times the exact same way. They were the same distance apart. And it's weird because, like, just get away from each other. We'll be fine. But you're, like, zigzagging if, through if them. If you're so. going to run the top, you run the top. If you're going to run the bottom, you run the bottom. So many of these guys, I mean, when we caught the guy that ultimately cut Brent's tire down, what a cool first name, by the way, uh, he was running right in the middle of the racetrack. Like, get out of the way. Yeah. Do you not know the leaders are coming? And, and I don't honestly don't think he did. I mean, the spotter that he had is a veteran spotter. But, again, this guy spoke very little English and obviously can't drive. Yeah, it's exciting. It does make it exciting. It was an awesome race, I will say that. Yeah. All right, shall we head in the spot on, spot off? Let's do mm -hmm. it. Harvick goes back to back. Spot on, spot off. Uh, <clears throat> you know, spot on for him, in my opinion. He's They found a little something. I think uh, this is something that people do once in a while. You'll see cars go on a, a pretty good little run here for a little bit. But, you know, I worry about the time of the year that he's doing this. Uh, he's kind of hot at the wrong time, in my opinion. Yeah, it's great for them. Okay, you're locked in the playoffs, but we're going to catch up. We're going to catch up to that. Or they're going to find what you're doing, and you're not going to have it. So, uh, you know, but spot on for him for winning with fast cars. A lot of times that's been a – a lot of people have trouble doing that. When you have a car that dominant, it's, it's, uh, it's real easy to make a mistake. So – yeah, spot on for Harvick, and here's why I'm more spot on than, than some of the points TJ made. Atlanta is its own animal. It's a very slick racetrack. We lose a lot of time you know, while we're out there running in terms of lap times. We'll fall off three or four seconds. Vegas is a very difficult mile and a half. It's very fast, very bumpy in one and two. For, so for him to go out and dominate for the second week in a row at a track that's nothing like the first track – and, oh, by the way, we're going to Phoenix where he's won like seven of the last ten races or something Owns crazy statistically. So uh, this guy's going for three in a row, and I can't imagine a lot of guys have ever done that in their yeah. career. I think I think Kevin was more of a threat at the old Atlanta, in my opinion, uh, more of a short track. He was really good there, but he's certainly going to be a factor again. But it, I think they've found something a little bit that works, and, um, you know, they're just they're making it work right now. Yeah. Him and Rodney have that capability to do that once in a while. Yeah. And, and to TJ's point, 
you know, he's peaking at the wrong time. I, I got to disagree with that because I think we saw last year Martin be very consistent all year. We saw him rack up all these stage points, all these stage wins. You know, winning the race is five more points. So Harvick's going to be in a position by July where he's already locked in the championship just like Martin was last year. So then it gives you a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum, and you know what you're working toward. You know, right now he's working toward winning Phoenix, but if he goes out and wins Phoenix, it's like, okay, we can go ahead and really start focusing on our, our championship 10-race run. Yeah, I don't – the only the only thing against that is very rarely do we see a guy dominate the season and then dominate the playoffs. It doesn't happen every year, so um, it would be interesting to see. I feel like Larson, too, last year was on a – hot stretch for yeah. a while. He and started then, off the beginning of the year. He couldn't couldn't do anything wrong. Right. And then as the playoffs got closer and started, he it just came, became less of a factor in my opinion. You know, Larson's always fast. He always puts on a good show. But the majority of races he seems to win are those late race showdowns where we got 10, 15 laps on a late race restart. So, you know, our races aren't really built around that model, especially these cup races. I mean, you look at the weekend, the truck race was exciting. The Xfinity race was exciting. Cup race wasn't really that exciting. You know, it's still the biggest names in motorsports out there racing for the win. But these guys are not racing at the same level with the same package as those other guys. So, you know, to to Larson's point, I'm a huge Kyle Larson fan. I think he's one of the best drivers in the sport. But I also think the majority of his wins come in those late race shootout situations, not really going out and doing what Kevin did. Kevin's led as many laps by himself as the rest of the field has put together in three races. Yeah. Considering one of them was a plate race, that's a pretty impressive stat. So there, there's no doubt who has the most speed right now, and it's at 14. A late race restart with Harvick and Larson on the front row would be hard for me to <clears throat> go against Larson. I yeah. agree with you. I mean, I think the two best in the business at restarts right now are the Kyles, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch. And when you give those guys an opportunity to win from those front two rows with 10 or 12 laps to go, they're extremely difficult to beat. Next up, one Chevy in the top 10. Ooh, this is this is, <clears throat> this is big. I mean, I don't know how you, you spot off this. When you come out with a new car, you, it's got to be better. Yeah. And it looks like they're struggling with it right now. So, um, you know, I was really excited for them to see. You know, the car looks great, in my opinion. It looks great, and it was uh, I felt like they needed a shot in the arm, um, and I thought this might be it, but they're struggling. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Chevrolet, you have two guys that legitimately ran in the top ten all day. One of them was Chase Elliott taking out in the wreck. The other one was obviously Kyle Larson, who last year finished second at Vegas. This year ran third, and, and you say, man, what's going on with Chevy? Because we all know Jimmy Johnson. The, the, the guy that I've been most shocked at, though, is William Byron. He's been more than two laps down. In those first two races, that's not something I expected out of him or that team. You know, obviously, he's new to cup cars. Uh, They got this new nose. There's a lot of variables in place, but I really didn't see him coming in and struggling. You know, Alex Bowman hadn't been in a car full-time in a long time, and he's been a few spots better than Byron. I I, I didn't see that coming and being the case. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world for Chevy. We know they've got some good teams, and, 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 and I think the big question mark here is, what is RCR really bringing to the table? You know, yeah, they went out and ran the Daytona 500, won the Daytona 500. But realistically right now, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott are the only two carrying the Chevy torch. Uh, Lapped cars affect outcome of truck and Xfinity race. Spot on, spot off. Uh, You know, I'll go spot off because if you're in that position like Brett Moffitt is to – to potentially go two in a row for a truck that nobody would ever expect to be really doing that. The guy pulled out a win at Atlanta, and he's carrying that momentum on to Las Vegas. And this is a smaller team. Um, so for them to have that opportunity 
And, you know, I, I would personally be, I would personally be pretty mad if it was my truck that got, you know, you caught lap trucks like that, especially multiple laps down. You know, I mean, it's obviously probably not your night at that point. So I would personally be pretty mad at it. Um, you know, there, there's a, that your, their days are going to come like your time's going to come and you don't want to come into that situation and, and catch somebody like that. So every, every week they have a rookie meeting and every week they have a driver's meeting. So NASCAR has two opportunities to speak to drivers. This is the footage that needs to be shown. I mean, we saw it happen again on Saturday. I saw Blaney trying to take the lead and he ran up on a lap car and it made him lose half the straightaway because the guy was literally in the racing preferred racing group and in the way. So, you know, these spotters, for the most part, are good spotters. There are a few guys in trucks in Xfinity that don't do cup cars, that don't have the level of experience that TJ and I have. But there are also drivers out there with the same thing. So I look at NASCAR and I say, you can come in here and make this a lot better for all of us. Number one, enforce the minimum speed. Number two, talk to these drivers. They should have called that driver to the truck immediately and said, hey, you just screwed up our whole race. You just caused Brett Moffat the win. What are you doing? And, and I think when you get those guys in that middle mindset, are they in a fast truck? No, they're not. But there's still a way to stay out of the way and go, go about your business. That's just how I think it is. Next up. Casey, next. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to talk. You were in your <laughs> mouth. Just <laughs> Kyle Busch flips off teammate Brandon Jones in Xfinity Race. <laughs> I think we all know why he flipped him off. It's because he sucked. Kyle Busch is out there in an Xfinity race, and he cannot run top ten. He's just won the truck race. He's used to winning all these Xfinity races, and he gets in the car. I've not seen him be this bad in a race since he drove his own equipment in the 54 car when he's, when KBM had a had – a, mm -hmm. I think it was a nationwide series team then, obviously Xfinity series team now. So the, the first thing is he's mad. You know, I don't know what Brandon Jones did to, to, to make him flip him off, but for me, I'm always spot on anytime somebody flips anybody off. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's exciting that he did it, but uh, I, I saw those two hit going into one one time as well. Did anybody else see that? No. They hit door to door on the entry to one, and Kyle thought he had a flat tire. I saw the spotter waving there for a lap, but he didn't pit, so it, he didn't cut a tire. But um, welcome to reality, man. I mean, welcome to what we all deal with. Uh, every week, you know, when you don't have this is what it's what racing's like when you don't have the most superior car or something every race. So, you know, Kyle Busch's career has never seen a struggle in terms of equipment being in equipment that's not great, right? He started at Roush and Trucks when Roush had the best trucks out there. And where did he move to? Hendrick. Guess what Hendrick had? Great stuff. Guess where he went from there? Gibbs. Once again, great stuff. The only time he's ever stumbled as a race car driver in NASCAR is when he had his own team and he was trying to run Bush Series, Nationwide yeah, he, Series. And races, he cut whatever. that out. And he struggled, so what did he do? He stopped doing it, you know. Uh, so, so I mean, I think for him, and, and I get it, but for him I think that's the first realization of a struggle yeah. that he's had in years. What it could be like. I mean, that's honestly, that's what, I mean, a lot of our races are like that. You run anywhere from – you know, third to tenth or whatever, and it's a battle. Yeah, and that's what he had to do that race, and you know to to be that mad to flip somebody off. I mean, that's I don't expect less. No, uh, but that's you know what it could be. So ride the wave, enjoy it. I'm, I got to grade out the truck race and Xfinity race this weekend as both of them being A's. You know, they they both put on a great show. I mean, the top seven in the Xfinity race are running right there within a half straight away of one another. I mean it. That I, I was very impressed with how well that track let us race 
You know what I mean? I, sometimes I guess we don't go out there enough for you to always be fresh in your mind. Now we're going to go twice a year. We'll know more about Vegas. It'll make the racing even better. But it put on a good show. The third, the second groove and third groove and three and four is now manageable. Yeah. It's now like it's a great track. It's you can run somebody down, run the bottom, then you can move up a lane. You don't lose any time through the middle of the corner, and you gain off the straightaway. Yeah. So there's a constant chess match going on of okay, you run this guy down, and you've been then you move up a lane. He moves up a lane, then you move down a lane. <clears throat> there's a constant chess match going on, and then you got guys like Larson that'll just completely run the up by the wall and get yeah. a huge run. Rim ride it. I mean, yeah. from a spectator, it was so cool watching them go four wide, three wide. It yeah, was, everyone. It was awesome. You just and that's a. Vegas is moving its way up the ranks on my track list because of the way we can race there now. You can get runs on the straightaway. You can you can you can draft a little bit. You can side draft. You can um, <clears throat> you know try to make your your car or truck work on the bottom and make some time up. But uh, it, it's a it's becoming a one of my favorite racetracks to race. I think the studio is haunted. We keep hearing singing. I know. I'm wondering where it's coming from, and they should probably do a duet with you guys. I kind of spot the guy. He's working on Justin's car. He is just having a great Monday. Yeah, Who is he? Is it Bubbles? <laughs> we got our buddy Bubbles out there somewhere. Giggles. His name's Giggles. Giggles. <laughs> oh, it's Giggles. Giggles. Bubbles <laughs> is from the trailer park, boys. Yeah. Giggles. <laughs> Giggles. We got to get Giggles back on the show. Y'all know what happened with Giggles, right? Yeah, I remember. No. What happened? Giggles got he got a hickey one time, and we brought him in here to talk oh, about it. He wow. came in here, and he had to come in early and get some women to put some makeup on his I neck. I think I listened to this episode. Do we need to bring him back and see we, if he's had any updates lately? We got to bring him back. All right. We can work yeah, on this. Because I saw him at Daytona, and he was like, when am I coming back on the show? <laughs> I'm like, as soon as you get some more hickeys. We, <laughs> I'm sure he's working on it. I, do you dude, think, he is having an awesome do you Monday. Know, <laughs> do you know anybody that's ever had more than one hickey at a time? Like, there's like there's, 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 a, there's, like, a, there's like a hickey, <laughs> and then there's like trailer park hickeys if you got more than one. Like a hickey's kind of like ah oh, that guy they obviously yeah, got just got one you know yeah but two have you ever known anybody with two visible hickeys visible probably I mean I think I've seen it before I can't remember exactly when but because that's like trailer park <clears throat> that's you know? that's a good night yeah <laughs> that's a lot going on there three hickeys you probably didn't even remember it I mean <laughs> if you get more than one in a visible area we need a hickey meter we'll work on that for giggles but oh, but let's talk about the pole last a, week why would a why would a person let somebody do more than one, like, in a visible area? Well, do you know you're getting a hickey? Yeah, you'd think yeah, you'd like, be like, oh, you. wait, stop. So you know you're getting a hickey. I would assume so, you do. Have you oh. ever had a hickey? I mean, I probably did, but, like, years ago. I don't oh, remember. <laughs> I don't know. It was. What? I'm old. I don't where, know. It was so where was your ago. hickey at? Wait a minute. You're old? I feel old. Where was your no. hickey at? <laughs> it was, it would have been in like high school if I did. You had a hickey in high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are way off track here. Who is this hostess? I don't know. The I said hostess probably. with the mostess. <laughs> Casey. Holy cow. I don't know. I don't remember. Welcome to the stage. Jeez, that oh was my God. I mean are you I kidding was, me. I was, All right, school, next up. <laughs> I was definitely talking like after high school here. No, I was I don't too. Know. I was so long ago. I don't know. My dad would have high-fived me or been mad. <laughs> I don't know. Did you wear a turtleneck during the summer? Were you covering it I up? I honestly could not remember, and I'm regretting saying anything now. No, I think she knows. <laughs> I honestly cannot. I would tell you. I, I what, really have no clue. What, I can't what year did you graduate high school? 2008. Uh, tw- 2008. Holy cow. Wow. I mean, at Are tw- you a millennial? 
No, I thought they said that was like a 95 to like yeah. a... Yeah, my what sisters are, are millennials. What are you? I don't know. Post-millennial? We're, like, <laughs> we're like the outsiders. We are like the... Are you the lonely species. generation that I keep reading about? I, I kind of feel like we are. Yeah. The lonely yeah. generation. Reading about a lonely generation. <clears throat> I don't... You see but her? you got hickey, so oh you can't God. be that lonely. I don't know. <laughs> so now you're denying. <laughs> I have no clue. I feel She's like I might have, but I might not have. I, I have that, no clue. Where hickey's not very, uh, you know, attractive in Pageland. Dude, everybody had hickeys. <laughs> it was like, hey, man, you let me see your hickey. <laughs> All <laughs> right, then, let's move on to what, what uh, hickeys and Bob do-funnies. said this weekend at the track. <laughs> why, why would Bob? What's he got to do with hickeys? Bob? I so, bet Bob Pockers has never had oh. a hickey. Oh, what? Let's call and ask him. Let's, let's text him. Let's not. He, does, uh, he looks like a real reserved guy. I he think he listens to the show, so he's he going to hear this. I know, Bob. Yeah, uh, he, does, he just doesn't. <laughs> You know, he's got a great sense of humor, first of all, when he lets it out of the bag. But he just looks like a reserved guy that he'd be like, stop sucking on my neck. Stop it. I don't want a hickey. I got to be at the track at 5 a.m. The Reedy Center doesn't open until 7, but I still got to be there at 5. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not touching it. I, I have nothing to say here. Okay. So, so Bob Hawkgrass ranked Bell number one. As a prospect. So, Bob Pockers did an awesome awesome article, and he said, hey, here are the top 20 guys that I think are the next big prospects for Cup. And Bob was sucking air. Pick Christopher <laughs> Bell. He actually did a really good job. He did article. a good – I read this article. It was really good. Yeah, Christopher Bell was number one. I don't know how you disagree with that. I really don't. Uh, I think the only way you, you – you can you can counteract that is find somebody, and it's hard to find these people that's performing, maybe not winning races, but f- performing in lesser equipment. Yeah, like you take somebody that's running that third, fourth, fifth that you might not notice. Expect yeah. Um, like, how does a uh, <clears throat> Daniel Hemrick? That's yeah, the, that's like, I mean that's the guy that you are just saying to me is that's who you're building the argument for is. Because you look at Christopher – here's the thing. The word prospect means the one most likely to succeed if we give him an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. The, the most likely to, to reach their potential. Or if they Bell, had a draft, he would get picked. Yeah. Christopher Bell came up through this same model that Eric Jones did, that, that Suarez did. You know, he's got a lot of Toyota backing. So, from a resource standpoint, I don't think he can dispute Christopher Bell. But the argument you're making uh, of who's doing more with less – we yeah. said it on the show. I said it on the show last year. Daniel Hemrick is the best driver at RCR right now. He went out and he <clears throat> ran top seven all day in that car in Vegas. Ty Dillon, he didn't run top 14. So I think to your point, what you're making is uh, who's doing more or less. It's it's a guy like Daniel Hemrick. Yeah, and Daniel has uh, he has started late mile racing, worked his way up to the trucks, got a truck ride, moved, turned that into an Xfinity ride. Um, it's been fun watching, you know, I remember three or four years ago reading, you know, these, uh, Matt Weaver would post short track stuff. Daniel Hemrick was winning a lot of races. Yeah. And he doesn't, <clears throat> from what I know, he doesn't come from, he comes from a local family here. Yeah. Uh, and just racer, you know, and doesn't, didn't come from a huge backing, but made it work. John Hunter so, Nemechek's done a lot with a little. John Hunter well. Nemechek has done a lot. And I think, uh, yeah, he's, he's too he's, low on this list. Way too low. He's impressed me as well. Um, <clears throat> he he's fast and he gets it done. I mean, he he actually looked pretty good. I did, I had to look twice and see he was in that forty two car. 
in the Xfinity race. Yeah. In the practice, I was like, who's in that car? He's up riding the fence. I'm like, yeah, I can't you drive. I think for, uh, for him to be moved up the <laughs> rank. Sheldon Creed, never heard of him. Austin Sendrick, hey, stop wrecking. And guess who made the bottom of the list, TJ? Your favorite. <laughs> Natalie Graham. <laughs> hey, Natalie. I bet Natalie's hey, had a yeah, hickey. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, so. she's definitely had a hickey. I don't uh, – I think this list should be different by what you've raced. To. I was just at, just about to say, like, Gilliland, like, I feel like for him, I mean, he's – Still moving up, like Bell yeah, he is, is not. Is pretty not number two. I that's, promise you. And I'm not. Not to say that he's good. I mean, he's good, but he's, I think that he top, still has time. He's top to eight, but he's not done enough to be top two. He can't I don't even run a full season yet. I don't think Custer's three, either. In my opinion, I think um, honestly, I Priest. I thought Priest did good with what he had. <clears throat> It'd be Bell, Priest, Hemrick, Reddick. I think would be he's he's creeping his way up the list here. Um, he's doing a, a fine job. So. Um, the good news is, I mean, this is a healthy list of young talent. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, a lot of these guys are going to get an opportunity to make it to Cup. Will Rogers. I think these th- – I mean, these are the young guns in the future. Like, Who to is think Will that Rogers? these people will be on track. <laughs> I think he's that guy from a TV show, wasn't he? Mr. Rogers. That's Mr. what Rogers. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. From way back when. Yeah. yeah. Bob, so. call us. Tell us your hickey story. But in the meantime, we got to take a Great job, Bob. I think this is a great list. (laughs) I agree. We're taking a break. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. Hey, but whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we go into fast lane, I posted a poll last week, and I didn't say which side I was on. I just said, when you take care of your oh own kids. Oh, my God. Still disagree is with it. Is it babysitting? It and is babysitting. No, 90% of the people said it it's called baby. parenting, not babysitting. It's the same thing. You're still washing a kid. I'm just telling y'all, 90% of the people agreed with me that you don't babysit your own kids. So you're home with your kids. Somebody's like, hey, let's go over here. What do you, like, man, I'm babysitting. I'm hanging out with Bodie. I'm babysitting. Me and Bodie's What's the difference? playing the PlayStation. Thing. What's the difference? You don't call it babysitting. That's the difference. they get the idea. That's the difference. 90% of the people, when you're caring for your own kids, are you babysitting them? Question mark. 1,158 votes. 89% said no. So I'm sitting at home. So 11% of single Stella. people, like Casey, <laughs> who don't have kids, and Jason and Natalie agree with you. But the rest of us that have kids. So, don't. like, I'm sitting at home on my couch. Stella, yeah. I got Stella. Yeah. So Junior calls. Hey, let's go. Let's go over here. I, man, I'm babysitting. It, he's going to understand that much more than he's going to I've got, hey, man, I've got yeah. Stella with me. What's the difference? You're not you're not babysitting her. You can't babysit, babysit your own kid. You are totally babysitting. What is it? What is the difference between well, babysitting? Eighty nine percent of people think y'all are crazy. Well, what's so the difference between babysitting and watching you. your own kid? What's the difference? There is none. Babysitting sounds temporary. Like I get a babysitter for tonight. Oh, you here's, cannot be on his side. Well, here's no. It's temporary until my wife gets home. <laughs> here is my here, here is my only <laughs> argument that I will attempt to make to to make you two realize you're wrong. When you babysit, what do you do? You Same. get paid. You get paid to babysit. When you have your own kid, are you getting paid? Yeah, I mean, no, you're paying. You're, you're paying. <laughs> you're basically, uh, you're already making payments. <laughs> if I get a babysitter, 
that babysitter requires a fee, an hourly fee, a daily fee. When I, quote, babysit my own kid, am I getting paid? No. I mean, I get that it's parenting, but it's the same thing. Like, if you are a parent, it, it's, it's you're babysitting your child. It's, it's, a, it's a reference. Sometimes you have family members that babysit for free. Yeah, stepdads, daddy-in-laws. Grandparents. Uh, wonder if he's had a hickey. My father-in-law babysitting right now. He That's what I mean, paid. the old father-in-law. Yes, he's yeah. getting paid right he, well, He's not getting paid right now. I don't think so. Oh, no. so you're too cheap to pay him to babysit. Well, he shouldn't have to. It's family. Why? It's he family. wants to spend time with his. It actually, I'm telling you, it works out good. He loves to spend time with her. So, and he doesn't, it's, this is like his morning with her that he gets and he. He, he loves it. Yeah. Eats it up. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt fast lane, but I just wanted to say I was right. <laughs> is your dinger working over there? We got the real one back. Oh, I wow. like it. That's loud. Wow, way to put in. You got the vomit one? Way to put in the extra time. Probably. Did you see people tweeting wanting the vomit thing back? <laughs> yeah. Ew. All right, let's go. <laughs> Jesus, that's loud. Yeah, I was old. Yeah, that is old. We needed that when we started talking about hickeys. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right, here we go. We're back and headed into Fastlane. We've been yeah. back. <laughs> We've been back this whole time talking yeah. about babysitting. We're, uh, Whatever. We're <laughs> we not discussing this again. Your job is to get keep the show on track. What are you talking about? Let's go. Okay. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say it. All right. Quick rundown. I'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. They each have 30 seconds to speak their mind. First one, Jimmy Johnson's car chief was ejected on race day after the 48 failed inspection three times. What do you think of this new rule? Honestly, kicking the car chief out right before the race doesn't have a big impact anymore because the car chief's job is to get the car prepped for the race and get it through inspection. Obviously, they're at this this, this point struggling to get it through inspection, but kicking him out, he's not going to serve a major role from that point forward anyway. So, you know, Jimmy was sent to the rear. Obviously, they can do a lot of different things with a lot of different penalties. But if you want to you take somebody out that's important, take out the crew chief. Take out a tire changer. Take out a jack man. <clears throat> yeah, there's – if you're going to – it doesn't make that big of a difference. I mean, unless you get a little bit of damage. But most of the time, the damage you get now, you know right away if you're going to fix that in five minutes. If you got any suspension damage or anything like that, you're pretty much done. So – uh, you know, it, it, you're not really, you're not really doing a whole lot by that at that point of the time. It, if it happens earlier in the weekend, I think, I think Truex has got it kicked out of Atlanta a day earlier. They did, they did yeah. But at the race day, right before the race, nah. He's the little guy. I mean, he's the hardworking blue collar guy that started as a mechanic, has worked his way up. And, and here he is just trying to do his job. And for whatever reason, the car is not passing. He didn't come up with a setup. The engineer did. The crew chief did. He's just doing his job, presenting the car for inspection, pass or fail, you're kicking the guy out. I just don't think he's the guy. I don't get it. Let's uh, – a car chief is the guy that goes – that the crew chief and them go to with the setup. They expect this car chief guy – to put the setup in the car, all the other mechanics out there are working under this guy. If they have a problem, they go to the car chief. The car chief then handles it right there or goes to the crew chief. So when you're going through inspection, the um, the car chief's the one the officials all go to with the papers, with problems and stuff like that. The car, That's his job to make sure all that you know happens in a, efficiently, and, and that way the crew chief and the engineers can stay in the hauler and work on the setup and uh, do things like that. It's become so specialized. You know, the car chief 
today, 20 years ago, was the crew chief. Yeah. Now the crew chiefs don't touch the car. You know, they literally, they mm -hmm. have all these people that are hands-on that are doing all that. The engineers, there's two engineers in every team at least sitting in the lounge, and they're coming up with the setups. They're running the sim. They're telling you what you're going to try to race that particular day. So the car chief, to pull him out right before the race, like Didn't he wasn't going to do anything the during the race yeah. anyway, but watch. No, and they, they used to be, once you got the car chief, the next step for you was crew chief. Yes. Now that's kind of changed. Now if, the, if they were to eject um, – the crew chief out the next guy to step in there is probably going to be an engineer yeah so and that's kind of how it's evolved um and sometimes that can bite you sometimes these these car chiefs a lot of times are the racers they're the guys that grew up around cars been around racing they started to they started sweeping floors got to be an underneath guy uh, moved up to a front end mechanic yeah. Um, then became the car chief. Learn how to build shocks. They can do it all. They they can do it all. You could probably take some of these engineers out of there, and they don't know how to. <laughs> they, don't they don't. They don't know how to fix anything. Yeah. They not just, manually. They do no. on their computer. Yeah. Yeah. But they're but they can tell you if it's probably going to drive the splitter or not. You know what I mean? They know that it's completely different now. But yeah, um, it's just kind of okay. way the sports evolved. We saw Casey Kane's, you know, current uh, crew chief. He was a car chief on the 88 car. You don't see that a lot anymore. It's very rare. Typically, you see, TJ's point, that career path taking you more through engineering. Yeah. All right. We went over way, way over 30 That's seconds. That's all right. Sorry. We're educated. <laughs> We're education. Yeah. Should BK Racing be allowed to continue to retain their charter while in bankruptcy? TJ. Um, you know, I, I'm not as big on the financial side and charter side. Brett knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. Um, I don't know the current situation whether whether as long as i guess they're paying their bills and they can pay their bills to get to the racetrack as long as the people are getting paid still i guess the workers um i know they owe some i'm guessing they owe some people some money somewhere yeah um but that you know this doesn't always end bad i've seen teams get to this point before and rebound and you know come back I mean, we see a lot of businesses going to bankruptcy, and while in bankruptcy, they get to continue. Where I think we as a sport differ is we know that BK Racing did some things toward the end of the last year that screwed a lot of people over. And I think as a franchise of NASCAR, which is ultimately what their charter gives them, there needs to be some morality clauses in there that says if you're not meeting A, B, and C requirements, we're going to take your charter. If you're not paying your spotter, which they weren't, if you're not paying these people, we're not going to let you play in this pool and have this charter where, oh, by the way, we just found out via lawsuit, they're guaranteed $3 million in winnings. So give that to somebody more worthy. Yeah, I don't, I'm not – I don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of this whole charter deal anyway. I think the 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 run of the show, how it used to be, you show up, you qualify, and you race. If you're fast enough, you race. Um, you know, there. I don't, I don't think there was a problem with that. And the way the car count is, I mean, it, who cares if we have – five more cars show up why don't let's race them yeah you know yeah, let's race them i don't what's the big deal i mean if you have if you have uh you know three more cars show up just give them five ten grand to show up to race i mean it yeah but you have to race you gotta race you gotta race no can't start, start park. and park yeah. yeah this will be the last phoenix race on the current layout before the start finish line moves to the dog leg in november will this help or hurt the racing in phoenix man i think it makes the the restarts if we get a late race restart 
you know, a green-white checker or a five-to-go restart, I definitely think we're going to see a more exciting ending because we see those guys come off the top of the banking in one and two now and dive all the way to the very bottom. So if that start-finish line runs from that inside wall all the way to the outside wall in the dog leg, we could see four wide finishes. And for us as spotters, it's hard for us to tell who's where. We would have a hard time calling who would win in that situation. So I think short in the race shootout, it definitely could make it more exciting. I don't think this uh, layout change is good for Phoenix at all. We've had side-by-side finishes there. Turn three and four is is just slow enough to where if you can get to somebody, you can move them a little bit and make for a good finish. Um, now, think about this, though. This might take a couple more seconds, but we're going to – Oh, you only got 30. Listen. <laughs> I'll cut you off. Where's the restart box going to be? Right. On it's the banking. Gonna, in the middle of the corner. Yeah. So this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. To, we're now going to be restarting in the middle of the corner. As soon as we get to that start-finish line, we're all hanging a left, cutting the dog leg. I mean, this is going to be uh, – It's going to be crazy. The question is, is it going to be exciting? The answer It's is, going to be exciting. The answer is, yeah, it will be exciting. Three, I think. Well, three I, and four, or one and two on the other end is going to be exciting. The first time I showed up at Phoenix after they reconfigured the track, I was like – what is that back there with all that banking and a dog leg? It almost looks like a video game, like a track that somebody just invented on a computer. And now we see why. They're spending a lot of money. I just hope they have Wi-Fi and, and my cell phone works. It went from a short track to a mini mile and a half. Yeah. But yeah. I mean. Yeah. Agree. Off the wall topic, what animal do you think outnumbers people in Denmark? I don't know where Denmark is. Where they what? Is Europe somewhere. What animals uh, do they have? Is that near Tennessee? Normal animals. Denmark. I've got a sound effect I could use as a hint if you'd like that. Cat. What do you think outnumbers people in Denmark? Let's let them guess first. All right. Europe. I mean, I would. TJ, you're first. Cats. Sure. (laughs) If I had a wrong button, I'd hit that right now. Cat's not an animal like that. I think he's talking about like an animal animal, right? Like livestock. Oh, okay. Cow. Wrong. Um, (laughs) Probably like. Sheep or goats or something. Nope. What about a horse? What is it, Mr. Denmark? Here's the uh, hint. (laughs) Donkey? A pig? Pig. (laughs) It did not sound like a donkey. (laughs) 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 Do you need to refresh your animals? (laughs) So there's more pigs than people in Denmark? Yep. That's weird. So do they have more bacon? They said they have high-quality bacon. What's the difference? Thought Smithfield had high-quality bacon. I only eat Smithfield bacon, original. I I tear that stuff up. I only eat crispy bacon. It's the best kind. Crispy? Yeah, I like it crispy. I like my flimsy. (laughs) I like it I don't want anything burnt. I didn't say burn it. I want a steak medium well. Jeez, you just ruined it. (laughs) I don't like it burnt. You cannot order a steak over medium. If you do, you're ruining it. I like it when you pick it up. It stays straight. The bacon. Bacon. I want mine where you pick it up and it does like this. Yeah, I can't dip that in the ketchup. <laughs> it's harder to dip that. In. My bacon's like this. You can't dip that in the ketchup as easy. I, I got to dip it. Like this. Yeah. When it I got to scoop nah. it. I got to scoop ketchup with it. Bacon? Yeah. Dude, you're a weird eater. That's like too crazy. I knew you were a weird eater, but it's oh, getting even more weird. Really? Whatever. Yeah. Thrown. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll it. All right, let's do head you, into Do you ask eat bacon, Casey? I do eat bacon, yes. God, I love bacon. All right, let's head into Ask DBC. <laughs> Producer Jason chose a few Ask DBC questions to ask the guys. First uh, what one. Say? Here we go. Ask at Chase Smith. Chase Smith. 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 Asks, how bad does NASCAR need more short track racing? 
Well, Chad, we need a lot more. Chaz. Chaz. Yeah. Chaz. We need short tracks are awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know how you – I think everybody jumps up and down and screams we need more short tracks. But realistically, what are we going to do about it? Because we have so many wonderful short tracks in this country that with a few upgrades, we, we could make them raceable, right? But the problem is the majority of the schedule is dictated by two publicly held companies, SMI and ISC. So if they aren't going to invest in that short track product and take dates away from their larger facilities, what are the odds it really happens? When you look at Martinsville, you say, okay, we can build seats here. We can build, you know, 60,000 seats. But the model, when, the, when we were in our growth stage in the late 90s, early 2000s, the model was let's get as many people to track as we can. Well, how do we do that? Well, we build a bigger track. So Bristol is an exception to the rule in terms of what they've been able to, been able to create there for seating. I think seating kind of drove the model toward these bigger tracks when now we're all looking. And, and it's drivers. It's still junior. I mean, it's a lot of people jumping up and down. It's Jeff Gordon saying – I want to come back and run one, one more race. I want to do a truck race at Martinsville. Like, that's because short track racing is how we all grew up. It's, it's what mm-hmm. we think is fun. Mm-hmm. But realistically, TJ, are we going to see more short tracks? Uh, realistically, it's probably not in the cards, but it just opens the door up for And I, I really give it to Mar- Martinsville is doing a great job. They put lights in. Five years ago, everyone would have been like, yeah, it's never happening. They're putting lights in. They're making it a, you know, I could eventually see us going there on a Saturday night show, yep. which I think would be awesome. I agree. Um, you know, we go, like, I I can't even tell you how happy I'd be if there was a, they said, oh, by the way, we're going to redo Myrtle Beach and we're going to go run there. Holy cow, that would be awesome. I wish our all-star event would, mm-hmm. would look at that and say, okay, let's go to South Boston. Let's go to Myrtle yeah. Beach. Let's go to Irwindale. Like, I realize that's a long ways from home. But let's pick some of these short tracks, upgrade them a little bit, we can pay for it by going one time. They don't. They don't have that much stuff to be done. But I mean, you look at Rockingham, who went in and redid their deal, and we went and raced trucks there a few years. Financially, they couldn't survive. So, it's almost like the Cup Series has to frequent the track in order for it to be able to sustain, you know, just operations. It's it's kind of a it's kind of crazy. It would do. I, what I think would happen as well is if we could if we could take these races, take an Xfinity race, take a Cup race, and let's go run Myrtle Beach once or twice a year. Um, it would, in my opinion, it would boost the short track racing, um, community. I think it would boost a lot of things. I think you would see, we always talk about this. You would see a late model guy that wins there a lot. Hey, go put an Xfinity car together and he'd go run with him and probably run pretty dang good too. Yeah. You know, or there's guys on this list that could do that. This, this is where teams go find guys though. Yeah. If you own an Xfinity car and it's a decent car or whatever, and you, it's part time, you know, you just pick drivers here and there. You're going to go find a local short track guy that's really good at that track, and you're going to put him in a car. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – and that used to happen a lot. A lot. So, I think it would open the door for that stuff. And then it'd be Ryan Priest, you know, would love this too. He'd like to be in – that's what he grew up around. So, I just think you'd get a lot more short track guys opportunities and to move up and make names for themselves that don't have a lot of money and stuff. It'd be really cool if it was like an exhibition race, like one of the, one of those for the fans where you do it may not count for points like the first year, yeah. and everyone come out and do. What I you think can it almost. It. I don't think. No, no, if anybody would go to it, <laughs> an yeah. exhibition race, I th- it'd be fun though. Yeah. All right. Copeland Zach asks, why don't tracks have roofed or sheltered spotter stands stands to protect you and equipment from weather elements? Saw equipment hooked to fence in 50-mile-an-hour winds. Copeland, Zach, you're hired. 
NASCAR <laughs> yeah. is creating a position to you called spotter operations. And all we want is two two things, three things. A parking pass. Oh, I don't even I don't even care about a pass as much as a area to park. Bathroom <clears throat> and the ability to not cook like bacon. Yeah. You'd be crispy bacon. I'll tell you, man, it it was so windy on Friday. Like you would you'd be standing there and you go it was yeah. like, geez, it would, man, like, how am I supposed to deal with it? You would look toward turn one during the truck race, and it would blow sand in your eyes, you know, because it's, it's dusty out there anyway, right? I mean, you would literally feel sand hitting your face. Your eyes are watering. It's like you were on a jet ski running 50 miles an hour, but you weren't moving. I don't mind it being windy, but when you when it's moving you, when you're taking steps because it's so windy, yeah. that's when I – so I went down to the second, the next level down when they said we could because it's practice. less windy. Yeah, for practice. I did everything down there until Sunday. Yeah. Oh, you do the races? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't do the races oh, yeah. down there. It's and the thing is, like when we split up like that, if I need TJ to tell him something, I can't find him. That's why they try to keep us in one place, but they did give us permission to go down a level. But I don't know if it's during the race. Mm-hmm. Also, you'll get out there when we go back to Vegas. You'll be able to smell our skin burning. We're gonna be out there in early September. Yeah, it's be 110 be degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can't be. It cannot be that hard to put some simple roof shade. Some simple roof on these spotter stands, you That's know. Right. I, I mean, honestly, with all the sun stuff out now, and we all wear sunblock and everything we can, and we wear sleeves, everything you can to protect yourself. But I mean, yeah, we wear protection. There's if you're spending billions and millions of dollars to redo something, spending four hundred million at Daytona, you could have put a little roof. Over. What is what's twenty five hundred dollars? I know. You know what I mean? Like, really, what is it? Yeah. And you know how you're you're uh, whatever. We need Lowe's or Ace Hardware or Home Depot or somebody to step up. Something. Something. Like six or eight four-by-fours and some plywood, some yeah. nails. Liberty Mutual <laughs> sponsors the spotter stand sometimes. Maybe they'll build us a little thingy and put their they over could, the roof. You know, they could put their banner on the roof of it aiming up, and they'd get all the Yeah, all the all Branding, Goodyear yeah. branding yeah. on top. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to the tracks when we do it. Yeah. Good luck. That's, <laughs> that's where it's going to go. <laughs> All right, Zoombuck80 asks, with no poll award sponsor, does the poll winner get anything other than first pick at pit stalls and starting first? Should they get a playoff point for winning the poll? Zoombuck, how many questions are you going to ask with your one question? Wow. I think they're pretty solid questions, though. I agree. No poll award sponsor. We don't have a poll award sponsor? No. So right now they just put a backdrop up with the series sponsor, and that's basically what you get. Well, that's fine with me anyway. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, it didn't make much. It wasn't any different when Coors Light sponsored it. I think it. Cialis should come do that sponsorship. Or the poll. Yeah. I think that's a good. They're hard to get. They got that Mike Ditka guy. He could come announce it. All right. Well, Cialis, if you're listening. Come do it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Now, I don't guess they get any bonus anymore, right? Yeah. They used to get uh, 10 grand. I think you, you mm. used to get. You used to get funding, and Coors Light used to get free beer. I used to work on that account. Yeah, you um, know, you got ten grand, right? I think it was ten grand, but it was also there was one you go last year. It was you would go towards it would go towards a charity. I think okay. you in addition. I'm not positive. Okay, hmm. which was actually pretty cool. So I mean, the, we don't know that we don't know if these guys get any money or not. I bet they don't, because that would mean the NASCAR's got to pay it out. And that's the pit stall preference and the starting position is. All the incentive we need to try to qualify good. I mean, you want to start, you want to start the best you can. The further you start towards the front, the easier your race starts from the very first lap. Yeah. So, I do miss us 
getting a point for leading a lap. I always thought that was incentive to shake up some strategy during long green flag runs and make people yeah. stay out during cautions. Stay and, out of lap then, pit. Yeah, I felt like those points were uh, certainly not easily earned, but you could gamble to get them, and, yeah. and, and it was risk versus reward. I do miss that. I, I definitely don't think winning the poll should be a playoff point. No, that's that's a little extreme. All right, next up I think is our fan call. Should we call Kathy Oaks? Let's do it. This is Kathy. Hey, Kathy. How are you? Good. This is uh, TJ Majors with my lovely co-host, Brett Griffin and uh, Casey here. How are you today? Good morning. I am great. Thank you. <laughs> so you pose supposedly have a, a good question for us today. Well, I don't know if it's good or not. I guess Jason thought it was good. I Jason? thought it was pretty good. Jason? We'll be the okay. judge of that. Yep. Don't worry. Yeah. Natalie and I agreed on it. So far, everybody oh, who's picked to ask questions has asked about 10 questions. So <laughs> you got plenty of time here. We got all morning. Ask as many as you want. <laughs> so where, okay. So where, where are you at in Atlanta? Is that where you're at? Yep. Georgia? Yep, I just actually just moved here from Phoenix. You guys are headed to Phoenix, and that's probably the first time I haven't gone to a race in Phoenix in 15 years. Which one do you like better, Phoenix or Atlanta? Um, Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, I went to the Xfinity race this uh, two weeks ago here in Atlanta because I thought the Sunday race was going get, to get rained out, and it obviously didn't end up. But I probably like Phoenix. Just I don't know. Phoenix is unique. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Ah. Hmm. What do you got? What's your question? So um, I'm assuming um, that you, TJ, and for sure, Brett, did not watch um, the Oscars last night. So I'm wondering if you had your choice. Would you rather watch the Oscars or get a root canal? Ooh. I mean, I absolutely probably I've would. never had a root canal. What's that like? It's bad. I had one one time. And they got it numb me enough, and it hurt. Yeah. Isn't so I've watched a bunch of liberals. It's humans giving little humans awards for being humans. I'm serious. It, Kathy, do you know if the Oscars are a bunch of liberals? All of them, 100%. I'm going to root canal. I'm out. I, I knew that one. I, ca I could call that one. Yeah. What Although, is the Oscars anyway? Is that the movie awards? <laughs> <laughs> I love that we never know about anything around here. Is it? Is that where they give the movie, like, this is the best movie of – this year, blah blah blah, great actor. Yeah, yeah, it was last night. So who who not who knocked it out of the park? Anybody? Any? I don't know. I didn't watch. It's a dog. Oh, sorry. Was Leonardo DiCaprio up for anything? I like that guy. I was thinking no, like him or so. Matt Damon or something. How about like Vince Vaughn? I like him. Uh, he hasn't really done. Here's anything. my thing about all those people in Hollywood: is they come out and condemn everything. They condemn guns. They condemn uh, everything, and then they go and they make all these movies about everything they're condemning. And I'm like. Hey, if you really are so against assaulting women, why are you making a movie where you're assaulting women? If you hate you guns, that's a great point. If you're making, if you hate guns, why the hell are you on TV shooting up everything? Hypocrites well, drive me nuts. All bodyguards last night probably had guns too. Of course they did. Thought you didn't watch. <laughs> so probably. <laughs> Just checking. So what dentist am I using? <laughs> Well, I just moved to Atlanta. I have a good one in Phoenix. Well, he's heading there this week. I'm so. heading there. So are you at work right now? I am. Oh, we are too. 
You guys work. sound like you might be having a little bit more fun at work than me. Well, there's a guy in the shop out here that keeps singing that's having way too much fun for a Monday. His and Monday is pretty solid. Yeah, I'm not gonna and lie. he's going to be in the background of the show probably a little bit every now and yep. then. And uh, definitely, <laughs> it sounds like somebody in the shower. Um, so, anyway, are you going to any more races this year? Uh, yep, I'm going to Richmond in April and maybe Phoenix in November. You're really close to Talladega. Yeah, you're right down yep, the road from I Talladega. Went, I, I, went, I went to Talladega last fall for the first time. It was awesome. So what tracks have you not been to? Because it sounds like you frequent the racetrack. You know, actually, I, I went to Dover when I was little. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, so um, we were at Dover Air Force Base. So I went there once. Really, just Phoenix, Talladega, Atlanta, Bristol. That's it. Well, you're close mm. to Charlotte now, too. It's yeah. true. Yep. Yep, the absolutely. Roval. The Roval should be a good hit? one. You're probably how, – how far is she from Michigan? That place is a party. It's, it's probably 10 hours, no, 8 hours. It's probably every bit of – it's 5 plus like 8 or 9. Is it? Yeah. That's a long way. Yeah, that's pretty far. You might yeah. want to fly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got – do you drink wine? Of course. You got to go to Sonoma. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Sonoma's a good race. It's a good track. The area's awesome. So you have great wine. Or Texas. Did you say you went to Texas yet? Nope, have not been to Texas. That's another one. They have a that's, really good Mexican restaurant in Enfield. That's the worst race yeah, you can go do. to. But the the atmosphere is nice. What about Miami? I, I mean, I'm, I'd have to fly, but I don't think I'm that far from Miami. Miami's awesome. I, I yeah. love it. I mean, Last it's, race, it's pretty good. It's great weather, usually. Uh, Hot. A lot of <laughs> options. You can go south to the Keys. You can go north to South Beach. You can, I mean, great places to stay. That racetrack is probably the best mile and a half that we have other it's, than Atlanta. It's up, yeah, it's up there. Great, yeah. great racetrack. Obviously, Definitely a lot good. on the line. I mean, I'd go to it. I would pay to go to Miami. Yeah, yeah. I'd go there. Yeah. The racing will definitely yeah, be Yeah, I def definitely move to the right part of the country to be around lots of tracks. Oh, yeah. yeah. you got a lot more lot more opportunity around here. Well, thanks for submitting a question, and don't work too hard down there yeah. in, the, in the 404. Yeah, don't work remember too Ruben, hard today. Remember Ruben Stoddard, that American Idol guy? He wore that 404. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't watch TV. Yeah. Well, it was nice to meet you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Thanks, thanks for the question, and uh, keep listening. Have a good day. You too. You too. That's pretty cool. She was nice. She was nice. I'm like, so far, we've called two chicks. Yeah, we we're sending dudes. in the best questions. I the mean, we need these there. guys to step it up. Yeah, let's, they really no. Need to let's step up. keep up the They're streak. They're probably scared we're going to call them and give them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be careful what you wish for. Anyways, um, what do we want to rant about today? I don't have any rants. I, I just, mean, I think I just ranted about liberals. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I got yelled I at. I struggle with them people sometimes. You got yelled at? What'd you get yelled at? I for? got yelled at by another spotter for racing. Who? Oh. Who yelled I don't at? I don't want to use names, but. Who yelled at? Uh, this is initials? coming from somebody that, a guy that would race everybody in the Xfinity series hard. He's in the Cup series now, but he would race everybody super hard. And now you got these kids, you, you know, they're learning. And they have to learn it somewhere. So if you're, you got to tell us who the driver is. When you something. get to the Xfinity series and, and or the truck series, they're going to do that stuff. You're going to. I, I get it sometimes if you if you side draft or draft or race somebody too hard and you wreck them that's there's no sense in that. What series was this that you got? The Xfinity at? race. Okay. During Xfinity race. Yeah. So you were so doing, when when you, you get you were doing Cindric this weekend. I did. Yeah. And he honestly, Austin, I thought drove a good race. He made a mistake there and got loose, but he's learning. He's um, still new. He's learning about. I the think sport. Austin was driving a good race. Late race restart. We finished seventh. 
Um, otherwise, we're probably going to be around 10th, which is we were just trying to finish the race. So. Um, so when you so basically like no 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 which spotter oh came down God. there and yelled at you? I can't talk about it. Oh my! But I'm just saying it, like, I, I, does it happen a lot? Like if your driver really. is struggling, Put your big boy panties on and tell us who uh, it was. Tell us who the driver was. No, it's no, irrelevant. we'll be fair. We'll be fair. All right, we're not being fair. We, we, I we've sense, been fair on this show. We're I the sense, most honest uh, podcast. We're called the most honest podcast. He gave a few sports. hints. Well, who was it then? Will you make your pick? You're the loser here. Who was it? I can't tell you. DVC picks. Go. I, I sense foul play in this. In well, what? it was. Um, yeah. Cornwit accidentally. I sense foul play. I, do we need to go back and check the last couple years of this and redo well, the results here? Because this is the first time I've noticed. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah, he screwed this up. Uh, Kyle so Bush. TJ actually won this week. TJ won. He, our friend, he submitted a good question too. I don't remember what his question was. Yeah, I can uh, save it for next week. Yeah. Um. So. I lost. I finished third, and I lost. That kind of sucks. Yeah, you swung for the fence, too. Kevin Harvick. Damn, really? Yeah. All right. Well. So, Casey, what you been up to? It's going to take him a while to come through somebody. <laughs> no. There's two choices here, and they're both crazy. Yeah. It's either Stenhouse or Eric Jones. Eric Jones ran fourth there last year, didn't he? He ran top ten both races last year, I believe, or right around yep. there. Yeah. So, so valid, valid. you know what? I'm probably Stenhouse not. Stenhouse is rolling. I'm probably not going to pick uh, Eric Jones again the rest of the year. So I'll go ahead and take Eric Jones since he's. I mean, you're going with the the number one seed. So swinging, scared go to church. Flat voice. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should uh, end the show now before we start ranting about anything. You going else. to Phoenix, Casey? I am not going to Phoenix. Do you get paid full time to work part time? I have a lot of office work. We have a lot of event planning to do. You I'm do. going to Zacoin for Chadger, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm driving. Oh. I know. How far? Oh, I found that last night. Wait Eleven a hours. Wait a minute here. This dude goes and does all this stuff for an engagement, and you're driving. He can't put you on a plane. He can't get you. I a mean, private he could. Plane. He, I, I could. I could. As big as that ring is, he needs a private That's plane. What I'm saying, man. <laughs> he should be worrying about paying jet fuel, not. So not I could, tickets. but have you seen where Decoin is located? Can't get there. There is nowhere. The one thing I'm looking forward to is we pass by where Superman is like lives or based out of, and there's a huge statue of the Superman. Real Superman, like Dean, whatever. What's his Clark name? Kent. Clark Kent. Yeah, but yeah. what's the actor's name? Clark Kent, that's no, Superman. No, the actor that played him. Superman's real. Yeah, yeah. no, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to see the statue. You talking we about a guy that got hurt on the horse? What? The I black can't. hair guy? Yeah, it was. Well, they all have black hair. Yeah. I really gave it away. Do you remember the guy, the actor? <laughs> Not a big superhero He There were person. a few, a few. He don't listen to country Google music. Superman actor. He don't, he don't <laughs> listen to. There were a few. Remember they did like the older version and then the newer one? It was like Dean Kane or something like that's who it was. Yeah. I don't think it was him. I do. We'll look. Um, yeah, so it'll be a long drive. So, so that's where questions. this guy lived? I guess that's where it, he was based out of. Like, in the story, Superman. he was from this small town in okay. Illinois. Okay. What's that noise? <laughs> I don't know. We had this. The, the sound was great this morning. So. Yes, it was. Yeah. Y'all did a great job of that. Props <clears throat> to everyone. Well, All right. Off to Phoenix. It's a long flight. We'll Is it longer than Vegas? Yeah, same. That's what I was saying. It's usually right around the same. same. I flew with Clint to L.A. to that farmer thing y'all were making fun of. <laughs> we stopped for fuel twice. It took eight hours to get there. 
Ugh. I was about ready to jump out of that plane. Miserable. That's him, dude. Dean Kane. Oh, no, yeah. That's not but the original the, guy, the original, uh, original person. Yeah. yeah. That's not the, that's I not thought the that is the original. No, no there's an older Superman. one. Really? The, the real Superman wasn't that guy. Um, gotcha. Are you going to hike Camelback? Hike? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't hike. <laughs> oh, come on. That's like the one thing you have to do in Phoenix. And the mall. The mall there is really nice. I can't wait to go to the mall. Said me never. <laughs> I don't go to malls. Well, I might do that whenever Which I go to malls? Phoenix. Scottsdale? Yeah. I love Scottsdale. You been, so have you been nice. to City Hall for dinner? Where? City Hall. No. Oh, House Brassels. Oh. Mission. Oh, oh best foods. Oh, it's a, the Rusty Spur is where everybody <laughs> has to go, though. That's the little country hole in the wall. Jason, you don't know any songs they don't play that broke country. <laughs> okay. They play, real, that. they play real country. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these are cowboys. They're called the psychedelic hillbillies or something. Interesting. They're awesome. All right. Well, you make sure you go. I can't go. We stay in uh, where do we stay? Avondale, Avondale. Am I saying that right? Do you stay by the stadium? Yeah. Yeah, me too. What is it called? It's Avondale. Avondale. That area is nice. That's where it I stay cool. usually. It's a nice area. If yeah. you're gonna stay somewhere out there, that's not a bad area. No. No. So it's fun. It's cl- It's easy to get to. It's. 15-minute ride of the track, that's it. And I mean, that's what I suggest for fans when they're picking a track is pick something that's got everything. And you can do more while you're there. Right. Well, yeah, there's everything there. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, And when I say everybody needs to go to Bristol once, they do. But good luck getting a hotel that's affordable. You know, good luck Within flying into range. somewhere that's easy to get there. Like, you know, when I look at a Phoenix, I'm like, man, you land 20 minutes from the track. All the great hotels are right there at the track. Or if you want to drive a little further, Scottsdale's there. There's just so many places that mm-hmm. we go that are a little bit more desolate. And I'm like, man, that's a pain in the butt to get there, you know. And it's if true. you yep. and, and let's face it, you go to Loud, New Hampshire, the only thing in Loud, New Hampshire is the racetrack. You're an hour to anything remotely but, fun. And Auto Club is the kind of the same way. I yeah. struggle with all the A lot of times right? it's allowed, and you don't have to go anywhere, though, because there's always something on the track there. But my thing is, if I'm going to go to a Loudon or I'm going to go to a Pocono, or I'm going to go to a Michigan, a Watkins Glen, those places that are desolate, which are all fun, get you an RV mm-hmm. and either camp on the infield or the outfield, and you'll have a tremendous family. I weekend. will say those tracks do a really good job of, like, because there is nothing around it, they have concerts and camping. Didn't you guys used to do something in Pocono? Yeah. I mean, they do. the track does a really great job. Those uh, are the ones, if you're going to go, get you an RV. Call yeah. 1-800-RV-FOR-RENT. Talladega's the same <laughs> way. Land wherever you're. If you're going to land in Boston and go to New Hampshire, just get, get you an RV. Play, yeah. 1-800-RV won't work. Why don't we get us an RV deal? Because one eight hundred RV doesn't work. The number. <laughs> What's the number? I said RV for. I think it's like one eight hundred go RVing or something like well, that. Let's call I them. I think that's what it is. The DBC. We can wrap it in the. What about logo. Camping World? Can we work yeah. with Camping World? Can you drive yeah. a motorhome? How old be if you drive a motorhome? Twenty <laughs> five. Then I'm out. What? <laughs> no, you don't. You got to be twenty five to rent a car, dude. They're not gonna rent him a motorhome at nineteen <laughs> years old. We'll He's not in. nineteen anymore. We'll He's twenty. See. Oh, yeah. Get it right. When See? do you turn 21? Next he just February. 20. <laughs> I got a year. We'll put in your name. He can drive it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my This could be fun. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, thank you, One Main, again, for sponsoring the podcast. And Exalta, the studio, once again, always a pleasure and, being uh, here. And the future Go RVing sponsor we're going to get. Yeah. Done. Done. Oh, Thanks, out. guys. See ya. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, 
Go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 